Hello everyone and welcome along to Northumberland FA podcast from the sidelines uh, with Gary Middleton and our special guest presenter today, uh, Pav Singh, FA coach developer. Um, Pav, welcome along. Thanks Gary, thanks for having me again. Yeah, great Pav. We, uh, the, the thoughts around the discussion today, success in the pyramid, um, and we're just going to chat. We 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 caught up in uh, September twenty one uh, around the challenges um, within the senior non league game. Uh, you were at Liver's Edge at the time, and you were doing very well in the league in September. Um, how's it? How did it go last season for you? Yeah, as you can see, Gally. Uh, Getting promotion uh, and winning the county cup, uh, a successful season. Uh, and listen, there was lots of uh, little speed bumps on the way. Uh, and you know, as you as you know yourself, some of the challenges working in non-league game. You know, uh, our lads are sort of scattered all over sort of South Yorkshire, uh, various various areas in in Yorkshire. So getting them together and then and then just winning winning the league. Uh, at mask as well, uh, just picking them. Who, by the way, they, they just pushed us all the way, and we pushed them. Uh, it was it's a, it was a incredible uh, season, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you did have an incredible season, and, and it's such a good standard of football at Northern Premier East League. Um, you, you touched on Mask, uh, who took you right to the to the very end. Um, what would you say that the players throughout the season uh, to have such a good season uh, to win the league? What what would you say the sort of the main things that you did within that within that year as a coach to gain that success with such a great group of players? Yeah, I think first of all, you know, you got to give the the, the lads credit because the team spirit at Liversidge was was massive and. Um, it was it was all on the players and their togetherness and getting through some of those speed bumps, uh, especially during that Christmas period. You know when we were getting too predictable and then we sort of reshuffling how we're going to go about approaching our game on a Saturday and a Tuesday was 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 quite quite key. But just just as a, as a coach and you know working alongside the gaffer Rimo, you know it, it's just getting them set up right and getting the best out of the players in the positions they are. Uh, I think. The way we approach games, you know, we we, we always played a four three three, and obviously we we had uh, the big man up top, Joe Walton. But there was a period during the Christmas time when I think we spoke about it, where we started getting a bit too predictable. And team and teams, listen, it's a good league. Teams do their homework, uh, yeah. and teams were doing their homework on us massively. They were dropping off as a five sometimes, dropping a deep block. They were just making it difficult for us because you know we do like to get in behind. We we are we are direct. And we knew our wingers uh, quite well, but there was a period where we had to sort of be, just be better in those that final third and just building, retaining the ball. Uh, and 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 you know we lost our first game in two years to Yorkshire Amateurs. Fair play to them; uh, uh, they beat us. I, I think that was a turning point, Gary, as well, because after that, you know, we regrouped. We had a we had a bit of an intervention meeting with all the players, and and you know, me and the gaffer, we spoke to the lads in terms of, you know. You know, we're not asking you to play a beautiful game or that, but when we get in these areas, this is what we need to do better. And they took it on board because some of the challenges working in the non-league game, as you know, is 
you know, when you bring something new in or something quite quickly, and sometimes the players might not be having it, uh, so we had to be really diligent with it. Because uh, it was quite funny, because when we had the meeting, someone thought, oh, are we going to be playing out from the back? Are we going to be doing this? And these are lads who were, who were, who were looked after, and even they get a bit nervy. Mm. And I said, no, you know, we, we're doing well in the final third. Let's just, just recycle the ball at times, and uh, let's put an early cross in. And, and you know, so... A bit of homework from our part because the gaffer he he always does he's quite diligent in his homework in terms of getting intelligence on other teams. So I think that that was massive for us as a, as a coach and a manager working together to to ensure that areas where we're weak we don't get exploited, but areas where we have strengths we sometimes might need a plan B or a plan mm. C at times because uh, play some of the teams they, they did make it difficult for us, Gary. Perhaps did the did the players buy into the slight tweaks that you had to make throughout that period and and, and coming into the the real sort of important time Christmas to the end of the season when leagues are won and lost because player buy-ins vitally important from a coach's point of view. Yeah, I think there, there was a period towards Christmas time. Uh, and these players, you know, some of these are players at decent level and they know. And they even saw it from themselves where we were getting too predictable in terms of how we approached the game. Uh, and it wasn't just a case of a one-off game. It was a period of five, six games where we grinded a result out, a one-nil, got a last-minute winner. And don't get me wrong, even the fans, you know, you know, our fan base has gone up. Yeah. Even even you heard little sort of Charlie's whispers in, in, in from the fans as well. Uh, and I think it was a tiny game where it was really ugly. It was really it was awful. Even lads knew that as well. But hey, oh, you know, we were grinding results out. But I think the Amers game uh, was icing on the cake. But I think the buying was already there from the players that we need to maybe tweak, adapt, and and. I think the most important thing for me as a coach, assistant manager, was I've got to get the buy-in from the gaffer who thinks, yeah, I agree. Yeah. If the gaffer doesn't agree with all, you've got, in my experience, you've got no chance, but he bought into it. He says, you're right, we need maybe tweak this a bit. Uh, because what's important as well is if you tweak something and your behaviours change on match day, as you know, Gary, mm. you know, even the players will start asking questions. So we have to be consistent with our behaviours and and uh, which was important, but I think the shielding game. That the key point was we was a four, we played a four three three, and a big turning point for us really was was Gav Gav Allen uh, uh, He we we went to a four four two, and he'd play up top with Joe Walton, and he'd he played a number ten role. Now Gav's an experienced player, and uh, you know he's a he's he's a, he's a big boy, but he can play as well. And and he's also was willing to drop in as a ten and work as well, and I think that had an impact on 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 Joe Walton as well, where they worked together mm. as well. Because there's too many times where teams are playing with that sort of pivot or two pivots, and and they'll just they'll they'll re, get regains and they'll just hit us on the counter or get get us in between the pockets. But that was a bit of a game changer. But and we could talk about coaches and managers, but. I also felt the squad itself, they were like coaches, managers themselves. Right. You know what I mean? You know, they, they, and all it was, was having that conversation with them 
and a real credit to the lads to be fair and credit to the the, the, the chairman and, and the gaffer in terms of recruiting the players who have got that game experience who can do a bit and uh and go back to the team spirit bit that was that was massive that was massive and you know something i'll tell you what there was times when we didn't really step into second third gear and you could see it you know what i mean uh but but that that was massive for us at christmas period uh and the lads just seemed to just kick on kick on mm. uh, even more it sounded like you had a lot of well, a number of leaders within the group in the dressing room Pav, did you yeah and do you think that yeah, do you don't... think that adds to success Pav? it adds to the success massively as well but as you know as well is 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 for me the outcome we all want to win that was important but the, the key thing was for, uh, for us as well is that process because sometimes the language players news and the manager news is uh, the coach news is, or anyone news is it, it is different but it was the same goal if it makes sense you know what i mean it's just players will portray it in a different way i'll portray it in a way the gaffer certainly will portray it in, in his way but it it it, the, it was the same processes mm. to get to the outcome mm. uh and i think as well is sometimes you don't really need to say much gary as well because the players know they know yeah you know and and it's just that, that subtleness uh hey stock it come on need be better than that mate you know that so it, it's how we say it uh obviously our gaffer is very animated he's very he's a he's a motivator uh he's got a way of doing things and i'll tell you what that worked for the players yeah pav's got a way of doing things as well mm -hmm. do you know what i mean uh it worked and then tom morgan who's our goalkeeping coach was part of our management team he, he was quite crucial especially with the goalkeeping stuff as well Pav, would you see anything changed on a on a midweek training night out on the training pitch especially that period from sort of christmas to to the end of the season yeah i think uh we, we had a change of facility gary because we we did go through a period as well where we had nowhere to train we had some uh, issues with training facilities as well but we managed to get a, a place in bradford uh, and they look after us quite well I think the challenge is in training was if you've got the lads for an hour and a half and they've worked all day, you know, they they want to get a right dab on, they want to play. So I think we were we were quite well prepped because let's just say if there's eight lads coming training or there's 19 or there's a couple of lads coming training, uh the teams will be already picked in the small side of game in a 9v9 or a 10v8. So we play three 20-minute games and it'd be intense. They they yeah. drive the tempo. Uh so and they get a really good dab on uh, and i'll be honest with you um the stats don't lie we scored a lot of goals we scored a lot of goals and a lot of our training was around final third crossing yeah. finishing combination playing final third do you know what i mean they love that so there was a lot of a lot of quick 2v1s 3v4s 5v3s so we just kept that momentum so for me let's just say there'll be a period say on a monday where they'll get loads of success scoring goals and then if we're going to train on the thursday i'll reduce it put some constraints in and then the saturday you know you know in a 90 minute game you might only get three chances or two chances but repetition was massive so finishing stuff um and what the beauty was the place where we got as well uh there was a gym there as well uh gary and 
the lads would come in early, do a bit of gym, and then yeah. straight onto onto the uh, 3G. Mm. Uh, but a lot of uh, a lot of intense stuff, 2v1s, 3v2s. But you you had to keep the tempo going because some of these lads, you know, they they're working all day, and last thing I want to do is is do an hour and a half session where there's a lot of standing round and stuff like that. Uh, but there was periods where I'd, I'd stop it and I'd, I'd have a go if the tempo's not right. Uh, but no, no, I think the biggest thing was these are lads and getting together on a Monday and a Thursday to train and just be together was was massive. Uh, but that that was good. But like I said, a lot of final third stuff. Uh, but what was happening as well is because we're the big squad as well. If certain lads are not getting getting games, I'd probably I, what I would do is like the two centre backs, remember Jack Steers and Kevy. The session was geared around them because they had played a few games. Yeah. So there, there was a bit of a like I would say a, a phase of play based on them, and there might be a bit there might be a bit of a sort of uh, a part practice to that when it's focused around them, and they got the real intensity. Because if 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 the game was on a Tuesday, and let's say the lads are coming on Monday, we'd keep it light on the lads and we know we're going to play, but we just got to make sure. And this is where the rotation system worked as well. Up to Christmas, everybody got a, a bit of a game, got a bit of a run out, and any lads who needed to go on loan went out loan. But I think I thought we did that quite well in terms of keep the lads up to speed, either in games or in training. Mm. Right, Gary, it's been... You, you've missed, but you, you've not played two, three games. But I'm just going to focus around you, so it's going to be intense around you. So I think that was important. But credit to the lads. When the training finished, some of them who know they need to come to speed, they stay behind. They do extra, mm-hmm. you know, and and they did, uh, which was delight delightful to watch. Yeah, it's the transfer of what you're doing midweek. Obviously, transferring to a match day pad with that intensity. The, the quality and the standards that the lads set um, on a training night. And ultimately, they got their goals at the end of the season, didn't they, with, prom- with promotion winning the league. Um, without giving a lot of weight, Pav, what would you say were the key successes for you and Rimo last year to get them lads to win the title? I think the first thing was... Uh like any sort of uh, management team, is get the buying from the players. Uh, I think that's important. Now, I think that was important, but that was down to relationships. Okay, so I think the real success was building relationships with players. Now, I always say that if you've got a squad of, say, 20 players, the gaffer's not going to keep all them 20 players happy, is it? Because they all want to play. So how does the Gaffers management team, so there was there was Pav, there was Tom Morgan, how do we make sure that we're consistent with what the Gaffers got in mind and make sure we don't throw them under a bus? Does that make sense? Yeah. So we have to be strong as a team. Does that make sense? That, yeah. that, that was quite important. So I think that sort of three-way relationship is very important. Uh, and then there's no sort of grey areas. And don't get me wrong, there was grey areas. Yes, there was times when lads would question why they're not playing. And But you know something? When you're winning, 
you could probably get away with it. Does that make sense, Gary? Yeah. And, yeah. and we know certainly this season now in the Northern Premier League, it's going to be a different kettle of fish altogether. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so I think that relationship was quite important between the management because players, you know, they all, they all wanted to play, you know what I mean? And they'd get upset and stuff like that, and which is good that they're upset because they all want to play. But I think what happened as well is when certain players did start and they went on, um, it's like against Mask, you know, Oli and he was on bench and he started the season with banging goals in front, but he's come on and he's made one. And then he's he's, he's come off the bench. Game changers for me. Yeah. So I think that I think that was important, and I think the other biggest success was off the pitch. The fan base, wow, it just grew. Yeah, yeah. you could it see that on social media, path, couldn't you? Yeah, I could I, see I that think, on social media. Yeah, I think that that grew massively, uh, and that and them travelling away with us, and that was massive because we talk about team spirit, but then they become a real community feel as well. Mm. Uh, I think that, that that was really important. And don't get me wrong, uh, the lads we signed on, who, who I know a lot of said, oh, you're overpaying, you're doing this and all that. They came strong. They came strong, you know, which they did. Uh, don't get me wrong, certain players had to play out of position. Uh, and, and all right, they might have had a moan about it, but they got on with it uh, as well. But I suppose when you've got momentum and you keep winning, everybody's, there's, there's no cues in the physio room, is there? Everybody <laughs> wants to be a part of it. Uh, yeah, I think, we, you know, we've got... The, the, when the challenges came, we, we quite quickly picked up where we're, where we're struggling as well because that sixth game sort of on the road towards Christmas time, we, we saw a bit of a... Not a rut, but we saw... Mm, you know, teams are doing the homework. We're not looking great on. The, we weren't looking great on the eye, to be fair. Mm. Uh, and I think that bit of intervention. You know, we went to a four-four-two. Uh, we changed that. Uh, but the the massive thing for for me was uh, the biggest successes to get through last season. The season before was the team spirit. Yeah. Have how much. How much did you think about um, the team out of possession um, to how much you wanted to? So you spoke about training, doing lots of stuff in the final third, but how important was it to you to keep them clean sheets and hoping that you would nick a one in the last 10, 15 minutes, as, as we've discussed, uh, winning by the odd goal? Um, or is it the case of having having that nice blend of being really tight and solid and difficult to beat, um, but playing teams on the counter and, and, and success at the top end? Yeah, I think I think what happened, out of possession, you know, we used to spend a lot of time uh, in the opposition's defending half, because the team used to just drop off. Yeah. The only real team that really sort of come out, I remember they, they sort of... Uh, they, they played like a a, a three five two, and, and they sort of within the midfield area they they had a, they had an extra overload that plus one every time. I think that causes a few problems because you know one they had an overload, and one the lads were trying to work it out because because out of position I think one v one, 
our, our lads are quite dominant, one v one. Yeah. They can deal with deal with uh, opposition players. They're very strong in those areas. But we always had a high back line because we wanted to sort of be territorial in the final third. And don't get me wrong, uh, we then at times we we did play sort of. Uh, in a deep block, and we we hit teams on the counter. So you you got your Nicky Walkers, your Lewis Whitams, and your Ben Atkinsons driving through midfield. That worked for us as well. But the main thing, defending wise, I think, and maybe it was down the pre-season, maybe down the intense training we did because we did a lot of game-based stuff on a on a Monday and a Thursday. But a lot of one v one stuff, two v one stuff. Our lads were really dominant out of possession. We I think we're physically just stronger, superior. Uh, I don't think we were we was a good pressing team. I'll be honest with you, as a front three. Uh, but what we were good at was forcing other teams to play into areas where we just set traps, and then we'd get we just win those individual battles and hit them uh, uh, with momentum. Uh, but I think set pieces, as you can see, very dominant. Uh, uh, for and against, uh, but it was if you looked at sort of the amount of possession we had, our wide players were always a threat. Nicky Walker's Lewis, and you know, fair play to him. You know, Lewis is going to league higher Conference North now, and Nicky's going to come up to Whitby now. They were a real threat. So I think a lot of teams who would come play against us, they'd have a game plan, but. I think, mm, okay, you've dropped off. You've not really hit us on the counter as you as you thought. What's what's your plan plan B? I just felt mm -hmm. a lot of teams didn't have a plan B against us. I'll be honest with you. And then we just dominated ter territorially in the final third and just toyed with them. Path, we'll hear we'll hear a lot now in the, in the modern game on how important set players are. How did you focus on them last year? And 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 I presume. Uh, I think the question I'm, I'm asking is when you've only got the lads for an hour and a half on a Tuesday, Thursday, how do you prioritise that within them sessions or do you not? I, I, with, with the set pieces, uh, I remember when I went with the England C team, uh, Paul Fairclough uh, wanted set pieces set up, so I did it on the tactical pad, uh, some animated stuff, uh, which which was good. But if I revert back to Liversidge, what I did was, uh, it's all about delivery for me. And Nicky Walker was the best in the league at delivery. You know, he put it in the right areas. And then it's just setting up the lads to attack it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I think size-wise, we were a big physical team as well, Gary. Yeah. You know, uh, I look at our players, apart from apart from Jack Hardacre, maybe even Alfie, uh, maybe Connor. They're all they're all five foot eleven plus, so we, they were quite dominant in in the air and and really physical attacking and defending. Uh, so a couple of times we just put on a tactical pad uh, and put on the WhatsApp group and they can have a look at themselves with the names. He set pieces quite quickly. Have a look. Uh, the delivery though, I've got to admit, Nicky Walker's delivery set piece. By the way, right foot, left foot was unbelievable. Uh, so it was all about delivery and then just making sure lads attack the right areas, standard front, back, penalty spot, uh, be brave, be first. Uh, so I think 
I think that that was one of our strengths. And I think if you look at if you look at a lot of teams, they were a bit nervy around when it comes to set pieces as well with us. Right. So and we didn't mind. That's why when we you attacking in wide areas, Lewis and Nicky, get at them, hit the byline. Because if you don't get the crossing, we might get a corner, little yeah. things like that. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot of what worked that. But you know what is the biggest thing? It goes back down to it goes down from Ports, Max, who the goalkeepers organising their lads when defending. Uh, that that was important. And then when we're attacking, uh, let's say you Kurt, you Joe Walton, you Gav, you know, you, you're talking three, four, six footers who are, are, are going to mm. attack. But I, I must admit though. A lot of teams did their homework as well towards after Christmas on set pieces where our delivery was spot on, but our timing and movement wasn't as as good. Where other teams did their homework in terms of how they set up against us because they know we're we're dominant on set pieces as well. So we we sort of changed it a bit at times as well. Let's so let's say Lewis is on goal, he'll come short. Let's just drag one of their players out. Or let's just do a shot. Uh, so if Nicky's taking it, Alfred just stay out wide with him. Uh, just do a shot. Let's pull them out. But then a lot of teams probably did their homework against us when they were attacking us from corners. They tried to empty our box with our dominant headers by doing short and building the, building the, the set piece and then whipping it in as well. Yeah, it, it is a difficult one, isn't it? That 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 constraint of timing on a on a midweek night, how much you can give to to set players, um, and always a real challenge within the senior and non-league game. Pav, looking at as coaches, we reflect. Um, what would you say you learned personally from last season's success? I think I, I think uh, from from me was. Was was being around brilliant basics, uh, brilliant basics. Keep it quite simple. Your language and any practice design you do uh, on on a Monday and a Thursday, just keep it simple. Uh, and 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 the other thing for for me was as well is not complicating the game too much at half time or before before during after the game. Not complicating it too much. Uh, uh, and and I think. That that was quite important in terms of they say less is more, but that less has to be quality. Yes. Does that make sense? So yes. but but I think what I learned as well is is about being quite patient and letting things go as well. Uh so not intervening all the time. Uh know your know your role and do it really well. And 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 I, what I learned was is how, how to work within a team as well. So there's a management team there, but but sometimes it's a case of the biggest thing I probably didn't learn, but was use the allies within the team to get your messages across to players. That was really important. Uh, and I go back to what I said earlier was if there's 20 players in the squad, between myself and the gaffer, we're not going to keep them happy, but we've all got a way of doing things as well. Uh, so, you know, you might not connect, Gary, with one of the players, but I might news and whatever I news is consistent with the gaffer as well uh, but the biggest thing I probably learned learned, learned was from, from me was just as a, as a, as a coach is, is going back to 
don't complicate the game too much. Mm -hmm. And the two, three patterns you have or the strengths you have, make sure they're doing well. But when it comes to a plan B, just make sure the plan B or the plan C, it fits into what the player's profile is and what your game model is. So what I mean by that as well is, let's say teams dropped off in a deep block, yeah, and we 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 want to really penetrate in the final third, but if it's not working, have another scenario where we'll just come back out reset, and then we did get to a point where where the teams had set up in a mid block as well, where teams would go right, they go from deep block, they go mid block, but then. Does our full backs and our centre backs have the confidence to get on the ball as well? Yeah. Uh, so I think the biggest thing is, and what I notice about the players as well is, everybody wants to do great at what they're good at. That's what we wanted. Mm-hmm. What they weren't so good at, let's not kill them because they'll let you know, no, mm-hmm. no, I'm not doing that. So, so what they were good at, let's become great at it. Uh, and I think we, because we're winning and we we were a, we were a, a strong team, I think we really sort of looking back now. And don't get me wrong, mask we pushed them, they pushed us. Uh, I think we got that quite right when we went away to them as well. I think that team spirit and that brilliant basics just came 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 to a head. Defend well 1v1. When you get in wide areas, 2v1s. And and, and our first goal, I remember it was a 2v1 uh, in, in the wide area where, where Gaval and I think it was Alfie and Aki, they got in a 2v1 with their fullback and they pulled it back and Gaz whipped it in, in, and he's bent it into the top corner. And it was weird because we just, and, and coaches always like to hang their hat on things, don't they? But <laughs> that, that Thursday, that Thursday, I think that Tuesday, we were doing a lot of two v ones and and three v twos, and you think if you even if you cut that if you cut that piece of the pitch off and you went went in, it was a classic sort of a three v three v two maybe because they they white players didn't trap back the centre backs come across Galsport, and if you zoomed into that bit there, and then you linked it to the practice design on the Thursday or the Tuesday, you thought right there you go, that's yeah. that's it. Do you know what I mean? But you, you don't you don't. We just keep quiet about that. But when when I thought about it, I thought, actually, that, and I said to Morgan, who, who was on the manager, I think, what was the session we did on Thursday? And they went, it was that. That's what we were working on. But the, it just it just come to a T. Uh, simple. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Pav, what, is, what does next season look like for you? Yeah, I think you've probably seen from social media, there's been a few changes at the club as well. Uh, it's, it's, it's exciting times, but it's also... I think it's consolidation time as well. Uh, I think uh, what what I've done is obviously my FA role is getting really busy with with sort of the UFB and some of the UFB visits. Uh, so I spoke to the gaffer. I said there's an opportunity at Leeds United as well. What I've taken as well. I think it's important that I go back into the academy scene as well in in order for me to become one of the. I want to become a well-rounded coach developer as well. I think my, my job is priority as well. So I've, I've took a bit of a head of coaching role at the club where I'm going to try help build the infrastructure of the club. So I'll be away from the dugout. 
we've we've got a, a new first team sort of coaching. Uh, so the gaffer's been working on a bit of a management team, and I think the gaffer wants to get on the grass a bit as well. Do you know what I mean? Which he should, which he should. So I'm always pushing him as well. Come on, come on, you you yeah. do a bit as well. So what I'm looking at, Gary, is the club's growing, the fan 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 base growing, but we need an infrastructure as well. Under 23s, under 19s. We've got a junior team. We've got a bit of a scholarship academy program that we want to try run as well with the school where we're sort of training at. So I've, I've come away from the dugout. I'm going to build, try build the infrastructure. I'm, I'm, I've already made some real groundwork in terms of under 23s, under 19s. I think with the network I have in the sort of the West Yorkshire, that, that ain't a problem. And then, so I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'm going to go work with the 15s, 16s at Leeds as well uh, on a part-time basis. Uh, focus on the FA stuff and. I've just recently got onto the Premier League, uh, I didn't tell you, coach developer programme. Uh, I, I had an interview a couple of months ago. So Fantastic. I think that's a professional development programme for for coach developers. So uh, I did an interview, like I said, a couple of, weeks, couple of months ago, which was good. So I'm going to concentrate on that bit, but I'm not quitting myself off from the club because it means so much to me as well. So I'm going to do my bit off the pitch, but it's going to be a tough season. We can see it because we've lost a few players as well. But we've also gained a few players as well. Fantastic, Trevor. I think that goes, you know, when you when you lose players to a higher league, um, that obviously goes to show the good work that you and the management t- did last season at Liver's Edge. Um, so yeah, so good luck, good luck to you, Liver's Edge, and uh, your new role there and at Leeds United. And um, thank you very much for sharing. Sharing last season with us with us today. Thank you very much, Pav. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Gary. Thank you.